My name is Abby, and I'm going to be telling the story of Bradley P. Olson and his missing persons case or murder case. I really wanted to talk about Bradley and share his story in hopes to raise awareness about his disappearance. Nobody just vanishes into thin air, and I believe that someone somewhere knows where he is and what happened to him, and I just hope that this will call more attention to it as well as put the full story together in detail. On January 19, 2007, Bradley was picked up by his friends to go have a night out at the bar. His friends didn't know that this would be the last time that they would have one of these nights and nobody would ever see or hear from him again after this night. It's a very sad story, especially when we get more into the stuff about his family and his mother and everything that's going on now. Bradley was last seen at 2.25 a.m. on January 20, 2007. Him and his friends had gone to a bar in DeKalb, but his friends decided to leave earlier in the night. Brad stayed until closing and was calling his friends to ask them for a ride home back to Maple Park, but his friends were unable to come and pick him up. His phone died at 2.24 a.m. and he hasn't been seen or heard from since. At the time of Bradley's disappearance, he was about 5'8 and 175 pounds. He was wearing a black short-sleeved collarless shirt, blue jeans, and a long leather jacket, and brand new black boots. Bradley had blue eyes and blonde hair, and some other things that might be helpful with his description is that he previously broke his right pinky and his left leg, and he has a tattoo of a palm tree on his left ankle and a tattoo of a sun between his shoulders on his back, and he also has a surgical scar right in the middle of his back. Brad lived with his mother and father in Maple Park. At the time of his disappearance, they were on vacation in Florida, and they returned home on the 27th to report him missing. His mother had had a dream that something bad had happened to him after he wasn't answering his phone for a few days, so they flew home. They didn't know how long he had been missing, and they couldn't get a hold of him. They had no idea what happened to him because of this. He wasn't officially reported missing until January 31st. His mother stated that she never went two days without talking to him, so this, of course, was out of character to her. Search parties were organized, and they searched for weeks that turned into months, but a few months after Bradley went missing, Two more girls were disappearing in the Chicagoland area, and his media attention got overshadowed by their cases. A total of five people went missing at the same time of year in the Chicagoland area, with almost no reason as to why. These cases were labeled as unrelated, but there are theories that connect them due to some minor similarities. Of course, those are just theories, but these families and the people involved were closely bonded, and attended each other's search parties in order to raise more media attention for the boys who went missing instead of just the two girls. Now, the family of one of the boys who had gone missing, Scott Arcaro, they got some answers on that. Some boys were playing in the woods and they found some bone fragments that belonged to Scott. All five families were really happy for them because they had finally gotten some answers and all of them were looking for answers on their missing loved ones, but Scott's mom wasn't satisfied and she felt bad because of it. She said that she knows that the other families would have killed to have this information that she got about her missing loved one. She just wanted more answers than what she was getting, which is completely understandable to me. They did find his bone fragments, but they still don't have the answers as to what really happened to him, how he went missing, and how he died, or any of that. So, of course, it is a little bit unsettling for her family, even though they got some answers, which the other families did not have but they still don't know the whole story, and that's upsetting, and I understand that. Many suspect that Bradley's disappearance is related to his criminal record. He had various misdemeanors, including assaulting a police officer, causing property damage, and illegal possession of a firearm. 
This roots into more theories about his disappearance. Some people believe that he wandered off drunk and got lost and died of hypothermia. The night he disappeared was very cold and there was a foot of snow on the ground. Very cold for somebody who is intoxicated and leaving the bar especially. DeKalb has land that goes for miles covered in weeds and corn and forests. He could have gotten lost easily out there on his own too and died of hypothermia. Another theory is that he left on his own or he got hit by a car and his body was hidden well under the snow or buried. These theories seem unlikely to his friends and family and his mother is really certain that it was foul play. These theories are really interesting to me, especially because I've heard so many theories from people in my town and my own family. I live a few towns over from where Bradley lived and where he went missing and I remember seeing all of the missing person posters as long as I can remember. The first time I heard of Brad's disappearance was when I was seven, and I was eating ice cream with my mom, and I saw his poster, and I asked my mom about it, and ever since then, I've seen so many more posters and a billboard put up right by my house. They did recently take the billboard down, and somebody asked about it on the Facebook page, but Brad's mom replied, quote, bigger things are coming, and I think by this she means that they're going to put up a different, maybe more updated billboard. One of the theories that's more popular in my town is that he went missing on purpose. There was a rumor that he wanted his daughter to collect a social security track, which she did when they pronounced him legally dead in 2010, and so he staged his disappearance and left. This theory is absolutely crazy to me because of how out of the blue it is. He was just at a bar trying to call people to come get him, and this is obviously just rumors packed together because of his past by people who probably barely knew him or who thought badly of him. I do have my own theory about his disappearance. I think that Brad was probably drunk trying to hitchhike after his phone died. Maybe he walked up the road a bit and got a ride from the wrong person. Or maybe he got hit and they hid the body well. It's not uncommon to be able to do that out in that area, especially with all the cornfields and places that you could just go out. And because it was snowing, it wouldn't be too far-fetched. I also feel that there's way more to this case than we all know. My friend's dad was a detective, and a few years back he was working on the case about the missing people in this area, specifically the girls, and they were tracking down a guy with a tracker on his car, and they thought he was hiding the bodies in a forest preserve that I won't name for legal reasons. Of course, these two things aren't related in their cases, but in my mind they connect. People just don't go missing out by where I live. It's very safe and for something like this to happen is unheard of before Bradley and the others went missing. It's now been 12 years since Bradley disappeared. His mother holds at least one search party a year for him and he has a bumper sticker and a button with his face on it. She continues to put up missing persons posters all around DeKalb and other towns as well as my hometown and the billboard, the new updated one, should be up soon off of Route 47 in Caneville, Illinois. There's also a Facebook page dedicated to um, him and they update it frequently and post links about remains that are found and updates on how the case is going and some comments seem to be very hostile towards anybody who is involved in his disappearance and they repeatedly refer to his case as a murder case and call for the killer to show themselves in several posts. Unfortunately, this being more of a murder case seems likely with all the information that we have and everything like that. And it's just unbelievable to a lot of people that anything like this could happen in such a small, quiet town. And because I'm from that area, I understand how awful and unusual this really is. And for all the families that have not ha gotten their answers, it's really unspeakable. 
The Chicago Tribune said, quote, a fate worse than death, death without knowing. This is, quote, really speaks to the situation and the situations of the five families who still have missing loved ones and don't have all the answers they want. Their family members just disappeared so unexpectedly, and it's been such a long time for none of them to have answers. And they still hope that they will find answers one day, but all five families said that they don't believe their loved one is still alive. They just want answers, and it's very clear how upset and angry they are when you read what they write on Facebook about it. Today, Bradley's mom is still searching, as well as the other families. There is an active Facebook page, and new signs are being put up every day. Brad's mom has gone on several search parties and even done some on her own in abandoned buildings and forest preserves, and she leaves all the stuff in his room the same except some candles that she set up to honor Brad. All five families are still searching for answers, and if you have any information at all, please call the DeKalb Police Department at 815-748-8400.